This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. Uh, We're taping a day earlier this week, but lots going on. Um, as we know, last week we, we hinted about the 10-game schedule coming and it ended up coming out. Um, they, I guess they haven't come out and said it's going to be 10 games, but a Big Ten-only schedule uh, that ended up coming out uh, on Thursday last week. We taped on Wednesday, and here we are now um, really with nobody knowing what's next. All we know now today is both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have said they will play league-only schedules um, the Big 12 has said it's too early to say. Uh, the ACC is rumored to be heading that direction. Um, the SEC hasn't said much yet. They're kind of waiting. Um, but now, yeah, it's just kind of trying to salvage things, basically trying to salvage the TV money, the revenue pot there. Um, and, and, and nobody knows what tomorrow brings um, as we kind of try to monitor the coronavirus cases. And I, I think, you know, the, the old joke on social media with every coronavirus post, wait two weeks, wait two yeah. weeks. Well, I, I think that's kind of where it's at with college football right now. I think everybody really wants to evaluate now the next two weeks. We're, we're going to talk more about workouts going into organized form this week uh, in our next segment. But players are doing more. Weight rooms are now fully open with instruction and, and training programs. Players will be in film rooms with coaching staffs now. Um, kind of getting engaged where that's at and obviously where the coronavirus is at two weeks from now. Well, I think what caught a lot of other conferences off guard a little bit last week was how early the Big Ten made that announcement. Obviously, they were the first league to uh, basically come out and say it. You know, We're going to go ahead and uh, move to the next uh, plan here and do conference only, whereas I think a lot of other leagues, especially like the SEC, were wanting to – hold off as long as possible before making uh, such a uh, dramatic decision like that. So, um, you know, the Big Big Ten kind of set the trend there, and obviously the Pac-12 quickly followed, and I doubt they'll be the last league to follow that model um, ultimately when things are said and done. Uh, but, you know, it's what's interesting is that with those, some of those leagues in the, in the South, you have some pretty storied rivalries that would be – you know, temporarily discontinued, you know, some of those, uh, you know, Florida, Florida states and on all those types of things that, uh, you know, mean a lot to their respective states and communities that, um, you know, there's a lot of politics involved with that. So, you know, I think that's kind of why some of those leagues are holding off because they want to wait until it is clear cut. We will not be able to play a full non-conference and conference schedule before they make that type of decision because obviously the impacts of those are pretty hefty well and the team you know conferences like the sec have always resisted even playing more than eight conference games in a year the last thing they probably want to do is play a nothing but conference game so uh, i could see them holding out but i I definitely think the big 12 and and the rest of the other power five conferences will probably follow suit uh, which makes the big 10 look look pretty good and smart in my opinion that they came out they had this in place uh, they look like leaders right now instead of a conference that didn't really have a, play, a plan in place and that are just kind of following the leader. Yeah, it's, it's all about power and money. And the Big Ten and the SEC control that side of things. And these Power Five leagues want total control of the situation, of the schedule. And by staying in-house, you cut out a lot of chefs in the kitchen. You cut out the FCS games. You cut out the group of five games. You cut out non-conference games uh, across other leagues. And I think for the Big Ten – 
you look at this, if they play 10 games, let's say that's where they go, that's 70 Power 5 on Power 5 games that the Big Ten would be able to offer in their television package with Fox and ABC, ESPN, where normally uh, the Big Ten would not be able to offer that many Power 5 on Power 5 games. Like this year, Ohio State at Oregon and Michigan at Washington and Penn State at Virginia Tech, those are Big Ten road games. So those actually aren't a part of the Big Ten's revenue piece. Um, The only real non-conference game of value they lost was Wisconsin-Notre Dame and Lambeau Field, Nebraska-Cincinnati, Michigan State-Miami, if you want to call that one as well. Um, So I think this plan could potentially keep the television revenue as close to whole as possible. And when you're going to take a huge financial bath, if you can somehow keep your biggest revenue piece together, I still believe that's what a lot of this is all about right now. Yeah. And, you know, you're looking at a situation where any revenue you can sustain, uh, I mean, that's top priority. And obviously TV money is a substantial chunk uh, of, of change there. So, yeah, I guarantee you that had a heavy impact on that decision. And I know uh, this week on our uh, weekly uh, Red Sea Schools tra- uh, chat, weekly chat, uh, somebody asked, you know, if there's any advantage the Big Ten got to making this decision, you know, earlier, in some cases weeks earlier than other leagues. I don't know. I mean, maybe just being able to get the ball moving on some of the logistics involved in terms of uh, formulating a schedule and working out travel and all that sort of stuff. You know, maybe there's an advantage there. But really, I think, uh, you know, like we said, Nate, being kind of the pioneers once again and setting the tone for the rest of college football, you know, the Big Ten has kind of made a habit of doing that. If there's an advantage, it might be financially. It might be with the, you know, having those um, those games in place for TV, you know, to buy or to, to line up and go ahead and schedule. You know, if the, if the Big 12 and, and the ACC and all these other conferences don't have any games lined up yet, everything else is still kind of up in the air, but yet the Big Ten has a full-out 10-game schedule lined up uh, that they can sell to TV. I mean, that, that may be the advantage. I don't know if, you know, there's obviously not going to be a recruiting advantage or, or even an on-field advantage, I don't, I don't believe, but it may be financial. Yeah, there'll be less – if this plays out, you just wonder what happens to the group of five. I think Notre Dame, what's going to happen there is they play six ACC games. So if you're the ACC, right now you're trying to figure all this out with the plan that keeps Notre Dame on your schedules. And then also you've got you know a lot of teams in the ACC that, that play an SEC non-conference game. And I think the ACC and the SEC want to salvage Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, Miami, or I'm sorry, Florida State, I think, plays Florida. I mean, there, there's some really, really big cross-conference games that, hey, maybe the ACC and the SEC are like, we're going to do an 8 plus 2 or 9 plus 1 model um, to keep those. Like, Arkansas plays Notre Dame. So that, that would be another way to, to try to keep things. But maybe they want to try to at least play a Sun Belt game or two and, and keep that league. But, man, when, when you worry about just testing protocols yeah. and, and things out there – uh, but testing guys, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of questions about um, that process because you could test for COVID-19 on a Wednesday, get, not get the results back for two to three days, contract the virus on Thursday, Friday, and be positive and not know. So I, I have my real questions about, you know, just testing and truly understanding and knowing if you're sniffing out every case of the virus. Well, testing is clearly not the end-all, be-all solution to this. It's a big piece of the puzzle but uh you know i think that you know we agree that maybe the biggest issue at hand here is how schools handle positive cases and how they monitor uh you know symptoms and guys that uh, are showing signs of maybe having it 
you know, how quickly are they able to identify those players, isolate those players, test those players, and then act accordingly. I mean, that's going to be a constant daily, hourly uh, job for everyone involved within a football program. And it's going to a lot of it depend on the players being accountable and not hiding it when they're feeling symptoms, uh, feeling symptoms. I mean, they have to be honest and, you know, make sure that uh, their selfishness and just wanting to play doesn't backfire and end up in a full-blown spread throughout your football team. Yeah, it's it's totally how you handle the the positive cases, not just how, how you're testing or how often you're testing. I, I think it is all about how you handle positive cases. Uh, and there's going to be positive cases, but I think if you're if you're following the proper guidelines and, and doing it the right way, you should minimize the overall risk. Um, going back to Notre Dame, if I'm in the ACC, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off if Notre Dame gets to do an ACC schedule, basically. Well, they have, a, like, part, they have a partnership, though, with the league, and the reason the ACC TV deal is worth what it is is because of those Notre Dame games. Notre, yeah. I still feel like Notre Dame gets to call their own shots. and They're they, in the ACC for basketball. I know, they're, I know basketball, and that's, and that's a little bit different. But as a football school, I, I would just – I don't know. They just would rub me the wrong way. It's like they get – they get whatever they they get all the benefits of being in the conference, but yet not totally being in the money conference. is yeah. power. That's why no one's going to be sad to watch Notre Dame scramble I to try and be. fill out a football schedule. Well, if they get six <laughs> ACC games like they have on their schedule to keep, maybe they keep Arkansas. Then they, they they'll play Navy or Army. Maybe BYU jumps on their schedule. I mean, they'll Notre Dame will be able to get ten games. Oh, I, and I have no doubt that they that they won't be able. You know that they'll be able to put something together. But I don't know if I'm an ACC school, <laughs> that would still kind of. Rub me the wrong and way. And the problem is the ACC doesn't have any brands right now yeah. other than Clemson. Other than Clemson. So yeah. you need kind of another heavyweight on your TV package. And those three ACC home games with Notre Dame are worth as much as any game for the, the ACC conference. Mm-hmm. And so would, I guess this is a total sidetrack, but would NBC still have the, the rights to the Notre Dame games? Home games. Be, Notre Dame home games. And then the ACC would be able to handle the road games? Yeah, so anytime Notre Dame leaves their stadium – that's gotcha. where the value is. Like when they play Navy, all of a sudden CBS airs that game gotcha. because Navy's gotcha. part of the CBS package. Um, so, yeah, it's always who's Notre Dame going to travel and play because then the networks all want that game. Um, so, like when USC and Stanford host Notre Dame, mm-hmm. you know, Fox is going to go out of their way to add that game because the ratings. I mean, Notre Dame consistently will pull the highest ratings um, of anybody along with maybe Ohio State and Alabama. Yep, they're the Dallas Cowboys of college football. <laughs> Minus Joe Buck doing every game with Troy Aikman. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see kind of where all this goes. And, you know, time is, is really what to watch. And um, we're going to keep this discussion going because there's a lot to talk about. I mean, everywhere we go, we, we joked on our chat this week, everybody wants to know, are, are we going to play ball? And So um, we're going to play football this season? You know, and, and it's like, God, I wish I knew guys. I wish we knew. And nobody knows. Nobody um, and I, I think it's it's hope, it's optimism, um, but there's also some reality involved, and, and that's the battle um, where this whole entire country's at with everything from kids going back to school to college football uh, being played um, to to restaurants staying open. I mean, it's just nobody really has an answer, and uh, we'll continue this discussion when we come back. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. <laughs> 